Welcome to Office 365 Distilled. A podcast about Office 365 and a single malt. Hey, Moraine. Do you know, I actually can't even remember what episode number we're up to. 17. 17. Because we had after... sweet 16 last time. Yes. And that glorious rather, 16. Yeah, and that sweet, smoky Lagavulin whiskey. Ah. Mm. Ah, I can still taste that beautiful Lagavulin. I mm. taste it often. <laughs> I actually tried to flavor my carrots with it the other day to make them smoky. I thought, oh, I'll drop a bit of whiskey in this and it didn't work. But I'm still following up on that one. Yeah. I wonder, would that be angel share that it would just evaporate and... Yeah. Mm. Well, I marinated them first, but yeah. uh, I'm actually going to do it with something that I know will take the flavor. That should be fun. Get a smokiness into some of the food from the whiskey. Some but it's whiskey. really difficult keeping pouring because you think, I'd rather be drinking this than... <laughs> you know, you know. Is that like one one shot for me, one, one shot, shot for the carrots? carrots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, something hmm. like that. Uh, actually, I've got something completely different today to taste later on. Yeah. We're going back to the Isles, to the... Oh, no, I shouldn't say that because no. that's confusing no. with yeah. the Scottish Islands. No. To the island. The island. The you mean island. That tiny, that tiny little thing next to... Uh, Great Britain. Yeah, no, just, no, it's not, no. just to the no, west of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, that one. The one you fly over when you go to America from here. So you oh, fly over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fly over all those distilleries, and we got one. The, the one, the one with the with the where everyone wears green on that certain day, where you can have green Guinness and stuff like the that. Green Guinness Day, yes, in March, oh, Paddy's Day. So Jesus. yeah, we're going to go and taste an Irish whiskey at the end all of right. this. We did a podcast earlier this week. We had Anna Chu from Microsoft join us. Yes, we did. Because we have some questions about uh, applying for SharePoint Saturdays, trying to get onto the books, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And doing those assessments, we've talked about them a lot. You have success here. You were in uh, the, um, Moscow, Moscow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't remember it. It was... Oh, I've, I've been at, at a lot of sessions this year already. Um, so I, I definitely need to tone down a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, so, so the, the one major thing that is on my bucket list for years is I want to speak at Ignite. Yeah, I get that. Ah, that would be so amazing. So the process you have for SharePoint Saturdays and the other ones is that we, we say, hey, this is the title of my session and this is what I'm going to talk about and that kind of stuff. To be honest, um, what I do is I have four or five, maybe six, uh, topics in my head that I want to talk about. And what I will do is I will send those four, five, six to every SharePoint Saturday and every event anywhere in the world and I will just send that over to everyone and I will just see what sticks. So is it a kind of do you think there's any any um, basis on the words you use when you apply? So do you need to make sure you're clear? Or is it basically these people choose, yeah, we need to do something on Teams. Yeah, we need to do something on... I, I guess and... so. I guess the organizers try to create a, a well-balanced day. Okay. And I know that... So I'm, I'm definitely not a developer. So I don't want to do any too technical sessions. Uh, but I just try to see 
what could be a niche yeah. somewhere. Like for example, the conditional formatting, my take on teams via the teams etiquette. And do you base them on uh, input that you get from other Twitter feeds or other events, or do you just go with your experience on what you're doing at the office at the time and what's kind of popular? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. well, definitely in, in previous years. So if I was working on something uh, so that I, I know for myself that I've kind of mastered it, then I can say, okay, now I want to. Now I can also talk about it. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm the same. I got a bunch of sessions in there. Some of them never get picked up because they. No, same you know, for me. Yeah. So that's fine. So uh, Anna Chu came on board and uh, and asked us uh, whether we'd like to get some advice on how we can fill a good assessment out, especially for Ignite. Yes. So who's Anna Chu? She's the senior product manager at Microsoft. And she's the community lead for basically everything Ignite. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have a busy year because that also includes not Ignite just the, the tour. And yeah, not the yeah. Ignite, just the Ignite one, but Ignite the tour. And they've bumped up the number of cities that they're visiting. 30 cities. Yeah. And so. they start, they're starting right after Ignite. She talks about that in the podcast. Yeah. So we can, we can read that out. The other thing is that uh, I love her quote on Twitter. I unashamedly posting opinions so she Good. Yeah, yeah she believes in what she's doing so anyway she basically came on uh on the podcast we we did a special recording because for her it was breakfast and for us it was dinner time and uh she's provided us with some tips on our uh requests for yeah. community work uh if you don't know the website it's ignite community ccfc2019.hub.me but I'm fairly sure we've it's a horrible URL isn't it yeah but that's the call for content and the call for papers yeah so that's the the website but we'll make sure it goes on uh, on the page uh, and stuff so um, yeah let's go and listen to what she said hey Moran hey Anna how are you guys doing Good. How are you? What time is it over there where you are? Uh, it's not quite whiskey time yet, so this is unusual for us doing a <laughs> podcast without looking at a bottle of whiskey, thinking in less than an hour I'll be tasting that bad boy. <laughs> oh, there you go. And it's definitely too early for you, Anna. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's uh, seven a.m. But you know what? You're not even my first uh, commitment today. I had a six thirty this morning, so there you go. <sighs> oh my. Wow, that is yeah. that is proper dedication. I just yeah. hate being second. <laughs> well, you tried to be first, and I thought you were first today, but uh, there you go. All right. So, what is your normal brew of the day to kick you uh, to kickstart? You got a favorite coffee shop there, or are you a tea lady? Oh gosh, no, I am definitely coffee all the way. Um, sadly, I don't have one with me because it was way too early for my coffee shop to be open. So I'm going to have to make a trek to um, a coffee shop here on Redmond campus to get my caffeine for the day. But yeah, it's it's really coffee for me. But got to say, have you ever try, tried um, cold brew nitro, nitro cold brew? Uh, I, I, I am a big cold brew fan, but I didn't try the nitro. But what I am very fond of is these uh, mushroom coffees. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Mushroom <laughs> coffee. Tell yeah. me more. 
It's it's not a Dutch magic mushroom thing. Uh, that's the first question I get from everyone. So does does this thing make you see pink unicorns? No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it's all all these uh, um, uh, special mushrooms uh, like lion's mane and stuff like that that will give you energy. So this is just like a coffee powder that will not have that much uh, caffeine as normal coffee, but it will. Um, uh, as Tim Ferriss says, it will light you up like a Christmas tree. Mm, I actually so, have heard of that. Now that you mention it, I have heard of this mushroom powder, yeah. but I didn't know that you could use it in coffee. I thought you could like use it in smoothies and stuff, but now it makes so much more sense now. Yeah, you can use it in whatever you want. So, yeah. I feel like I'm pretty tired <laughs> with coffee anyway. <laughs> it's not going to pick my lips, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. So I guess this is a busy time of year for you, Anna. You're, uh, I've seen you popping up on a few podcasts. You've got some news to tell people. You've asked if you can get a, a message out there, and it's all to do with Ignite. Yeah, no, I'm really happy to be part of the uh, Office 365 Distilled podcast today. So thank you very much for having me. But, yes, it is a very busy time of year. We're all uh, preparing for Microsoft Ignite um, guess how many days until Ignite is coming around the corner? Uh, uh, it feels like 220. It seems like such a long way away, but go on, give us a serious guess, Maureen. 120? Closer. Closer. It's 103. Ooh. 103 oh, days. Wow. 103 days, and um, I... In here within uh, Microsoft campus, um, people are certainly starting to get really excited about Microsoft Ignite because we have finished the last event before that um, event, which is Microsoft Inspire and Microsoft yeah. Lucky. That was in Vegas last week. And um, and I think a lot of people are actually quite happy to hear that Ignite is happening in November instead of September. It gives us a little bit more breathing space to plan a really amazing event in Orlando. This yeah, why, why is that actually that they moved it uh, a little further down the calendar? Is that really for the breathing space after the... Um, to be honest with you, I don't really know the real reason, but I will say I'm grateful that we're on the other side of the hurricane season. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but um, Orlando last year, we were this close to potentially cancelling or yeah. postponing the event because yeah. I forget the name of the hurricane, my apologies, but um, that convention centre was actually the home for a lot of the emergency vehicles and helicopters um, to, to help with the, you know, um, recovery of the, of, of, of the hurricane. So, yeah, it was a really real risk for us, but we were uh, lucky enough to be able to host Ignite in Orlando straight after the hurricane. So was that and, last year or the year before? Honestly, all these years are starting to run up. And down. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. Two two years ago, there was this uh, big hurricane very close because I had a friend uh, flying uh, to Miami, and then he took a car from Miami to drive to Orlando, and he That's he was right. showing was, me all kinds of comfort. pictures of uh, trees on the in in the middle of the road still everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. 
I think you're right. I think it was two years ago, um, but the memory is still quite high <laughs> for me and I, I still think, gosh, I'm so glad we're avoiding it. So, yeah, November oh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so the question I have is, are we sticking with Orlando or do we go back to somewhere like Chicago or even Atlanta next time? You know what? Microsoft Ignite is only getting bigger and bitter, bigger, which means – the number of venues available in North America are very reducing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really, it's just between Orlando and Vegas. Those are the two locations. And if I had my pick, I would always choose Orlando. But the bars close at two a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, true. If you're BYOing your whiskey, then you're fine. Yeah, I guess so. That's what we'll have to do this time, I suppose. Anyway, you have a particular reason that you reached out to a few people about trying to build up your community uh, reporters and uh, presenters and things. So tell us, how can we fill out a perfect application so that we can become impotent in your conference? Sorry, important in your conference. <laughs> um, for So there's a number of different opportunities, but let's talk specifically about sessions. Uh, let's talk specifically about the call for content, which launched uh, two weeks ago. And we're looking for 45-minute breakout submissions and 20-minute theatre submissions. Um, and we're looking for everything covering the breadth of everything technology. So whether you're a developer, whether you're an IT implementer, uh, we're looking for your sessions. And the values that you provide as community are all your great Um, best practices and common mistakes that you've learned along the way. Anything that you think is super insightful for people to learn about upcoming technology, new technology, or even um, some common mistakes people make on technology that's been around for quite some time. I think everybody deserves to hear from the community. And it's always designed to be complimentary to what the Microsoft content has to offer. Um, if you hear from Microsoft product groups directly, that's when you'll get all of the information straight from the product teams, from the engineering teams. But uh, as I like to say, it feels a little bit more theoretical than closer to practice. And that's where the, the community content really shines in that it's grounded in real world scenarios. And uh, I think that's where you need to be starting from when you're thinking about ideas for submissions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are we talking about these guys that you kind of walk into when you're going down a corridor between two of the venues or something and they're standing there with a screen and a, a few stools in front of them? These are the theatre sessions that you're referring to. Yeah, they're, so we're actually not putting the theatres in the corridors anymore. We're going to put them right in the Microsoft Showcase. So oh, cool. um, it'll be super busy. We'll certainly be managing the noise volume around um, those areas because those partner, uh, partner showcase booths can get a bit noisy and uh, exciting. But um, we really want it to be right in the fray of everything. Um, I don't know if you've been to... Um, the yeah, it sounds like you have been to Ignite in two years ago. Where we every single one to, of them we've been oh, to. Well, I certainly have anyway. Amazing, great. Yes. So you would have uh, seen the transition from when we were in two buildings versus one last year. We uh, isolated everything into the West Hall, uh, much to the relief of many sold feet because (laughs) it's quite a journey to go from the north-south building to the other end of the West Hall. Um, And uh, if you did have two sessions 
scheduled right next to each other and they were stretching across that entire traverse. And yes, that would mean you probably wouldn't make it. So better to just watch that recording instead. Yeah. My doctor told me that you guys are making me more unfit because I had at least 4,000 steps less per day last year than on previous years. <laughs> well, like, you can't blame us. I mean, <laughs> I blame. if you really needed to like, up that step game, then, you know, there are so many different options. Like, you could still walk up and down the hall. That's still quite a big hall. Um, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but if you do, you can follow me on at underscore HU. I've posted a photo a few weeks ago from a site visit in Orlando and it's it was of the empty I saw that one that was very impressive yeah so you kind of forget when the whole hall is filled how deep it goes but it's massive there's a lot to go through and there are certainly a lot of things that we plan to continue including um if you remember on the rightmost side we have the um call it the hangout that's right where you yes. have all those screens and you can watch breakouts as they're happening so if you did did feel a little tired and wanted to give your legs a break then you could just have the opportunity to watch it from the comfort of the hangout where the lighting is a little bit lower you can just plug in with your headphones and watch it from all the screens that we have yeah. up there yeah that yeah. will definitely happen after a few heavy parties probably <laughs> somewhere in the morning yeah mm-hmm the problem is it always feels like I'm missing something when I'm uh, sitting there. Don't get me wrong. Once I start there, it takes me hours before I leave. But uh, <laughs> there's nothing like being in the in the real session. So, But let's go back to some of the subjects that uh, you're talking about, yeah. community stuff. So yeah. a lot of the things that uh, – Maureen and I do very different things. So uh, me, yeah. I'm very much around the governance and uh, around the sort of run and operational stuff. Yeah. So are you going to sort of move away from the technology and actually talk more about uh, – and accept things more about adoption and uh, run and operational stuff? Or are you really yeah. looking for strong technical things? No, we're looking for everything across the board. I mean, if you think about the people who are in the in the building, um, they cover all, a range of different roles, whether they are really senior C-level executives, whether they are um, IT implementers, whether they are in charge of end-user adoption, whether they are developers um, and looking into DevOps, it really covers everything. I mean, if you're representing the community too, and there are people just like you um, who either have um, the same level, if not more experience than you, or people who are just looking to you for guidance. So if you think you have something to say that is highly valuable, then please submit. Um, I think you have a really good gauge of, of who's out there though. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool. So uh, one of the things in your messages was, uh, sorry, Maureen, I keep talking in front of you, my friend. I do apologize. Uh, But I'm going to ignore you, Renee, and just ask one more question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, in your uh, uh, Twitter feed and one or two others, you were saying that you've got some really good tips on how people should apply for some of these sessions and the kinds of things you're looking for when you do the assessments. Yeah, I mean... I'm on the other side of that form amongst uh, a bunch of other reviewers. So I'm certainly looking for really compelling titles and abstracts. Um, I mean, I do see some titles that, you know, could do with a little bit more, I don't want to say clickbaity type titles. So I want to avoid that because <laughs> <laughs> that sometimes just means you're overselling yourself and not setting the right expectations. But 
I'm looking for unique perspectives that no one else can offer. I mean, you know, if you were to talk about the topic of governance, um, one topic that seems to be pretty compelling over the last couple of years is how do you do it, you know? Um, But then I would recommend thinking about a specific niche, thinking about a specific scenario, um, but one that has pretty broad appeal that other people are also asking. So my recommendation, go look around some forums, take a look at the Microsoft tech community and see what people are talking about. If there are some things that are still unresolved in those forums, then likely that people at Ignite are super interested to learn your perspective on that. So take a look and see online, on social, what people are talking about, and that will give you a really good gauge into what what people are interested in because the other, it's not so much about us picking um, the sessions that we think are really cool. We're also thinking about it from the perspective of attendees. What do attendees want to hear? Um, which sessions are they most likely to add to their schedule and most likely to attend um, above everybody else who is sharing that t- same time slot? So that's really for us what's um, what's what's um, motivating our choices. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. So you also said that you're looking for community reporters. Like uh, last year we had... Uh, uh, Louise Freze, uh, for example, um, and uh, some more as well. Uh, so how can we become uh, community reporters? How can we do a Office 365 distilled live from uh, Orlando, for example? <laughs> well, those are kind of two separate things. So uh, let me just talk about community reporters. So every year we select 10 people from the community to participate in a live stream um, that is a big feature of Ignite. Um, our live stream, we always um, have Satya live streaming his keynote. We usually have some really great um, famous people like um, Scott Hanselman, Scott yeah. Guthrie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones who are delivering general sessions, tech keynotes, etc. And those sessions we live stream, but we're looking for the community reporters to be some really entertain to deliver really entertaining segments to fill a lot of the gaps between those main um, main sessions. So some of them can be opportunities for you to interview your favorite speakers, to um, find out what's happening behind the scenes to interview attendees and ask what they're excited to learn uh, throughout the week, to put the spotlight on certain sections in the showcase. Uh, One time we even did a cool swag haul where we got two community reporters to run through the partner showcase and find the best swag that you could collect. Um, (laughs) That that should be just a standard competition for the conference, I think. Oh, I think it always is unofficially. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of great things that you can do, but there's a few things that are different this year. So um, we're instead of making it just a one-day live stream, we're going to live stream the entire week. So, wow. um, yeah, it's a big undertaking and uh, uh, I'm not envious of my executive producer who's going to have to figure out how to fill an entire week. It already took, you know, a lot of time to figure out how to fill a day, let alone a week, but it should be fun nonetheless. Um, well, that's why you're collecting is, uh, I guess, an increased number of 
people with journalistic sort of tendencies, uh, ability yeah. to be outgoing, ability oh. to get to the detail, because 10 is not going to be enough if you're going to do a week, I guess. Well, I am only asking for 10, um, but when I, when I am asking that, these 10 people are 100% committed and focused on just delivering their community reporter role. Yeah, so they, they won't be able to deliver a breakout or a theatre session or anything like that. Um, it, when it's a live show, it's a live show. You don't know when you're going to be called to duty to be in front of that camera, in front of the bright light. So um, I'd <laughs> have to pull you out of the speaker room and say look I'm sorry I know this session's really important but you're up in five minutes so yeah you do know you're talking to Moraine's ego here don't you he's already <laughs> working it out I've, I can see him from here he's doing his hair and he's yeah. putting his makeup on <laughs> yeah. and... I already chose the perfect hat to wear so yeah mm -hmm. fantastic <laughs> mm -hmm. we need someone with great personal style so if you think you've got it put that in your audition yeah. and so that's how we're recruiting people we're host uh, holding auditions um, it's an open audition anyone can put in a video and make a case for why they should be picked as community reporter. Uh, we're certainly looking for people with um, not just great personality but really strong um, expertise in a particular technology because we're a tech conference ultimately and we want to get you connected to speakers that you would have a passionate conversation with, right? Mm -hmm. So if you particularly care about Kubernetes, we could get you in touch with um, people who are focused on that. Um, we could even get you in touch with, you know, some of your tech heroes at Microsoft or other people in the community that you'd love to to get on camera with. So it's a really exciting opportunity. I'm really excited to see what comes out of it. Oh, definitely, yeah. No good for me because I have to say, for me, I want to know how they chose their socks this morning <laughs> or, um, you know, does somebody else choose what color tie and shirt you have to put on? And I know you're going to talk about all this great technology. For me, it's about life. It's about <laughs> what's real, you know? But that's a good complimentary thing to do. I mean, I've always wanted to know how Jeffrey Snover picks his ties because there's some snazzy ties. <laughs> you're dead right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, pretty cool. cool. Okay. Um, so what about the podcast? Let's go back to the podcast because we, we kind of have a dream of doing a podcast. I'm not trying to beg for you. Please, please. No, no, but seriously, so when we put our our bid in and we fill out our you know re, uh, response to, uh, to to do the podcast live from Ignite, what do we have to say? What is it you're going to be looking for? Yeah, well, we're looking for to, to be honest with you. When it comes to hosting podcasts, we're really looking for to to see who you can reach on the other end of the podcast because we do a lot of work through. Um, you know, curating speakers and content um, to be there in Orlando. But we want to understand from you, you know, who's actually listening to Office 365 Distilled because there are chances that people on the other end um, aren't able or um, are even considering going to Microsoft Ignite. So um, if, what we want to know is if we uh, if we host you at Microsoft Ignite, then you're going to help us, you know, share some of the great content that you've learned out to your listeners. Um, so it's more about that, really. This is more uh, an outreach um, program for us to make sure that people are aware about all the great announcements that we've landed. Um, that they but they want to hear it from from your perspective, from from your voices. So. 
So that's what yeah. we really want to hear. So I know it's kind of early, but we want to just understand what Office 365 distilled about and anyone else who's running a podcast, tell us what, what your gig is. And then if we think that, yeah, that's that's exactly who we want to reach, then we'd love to host you at Microsoft Ignite. And we're pretty generous about it too. If you are um, going to do any of either community reporting or speaking at Microsoft Ignite or delivering a podcast, we are offering a full conference pass for the entire week. Not only that, we're offering six nights accommodation and we will cover your flights to um, Orlando. So that is covering $600 of domestic itinerary uh, or 2000 US for international. So I think wow. we've, we've got a pretty good package lined up for you. That is that is pretty awesome, yeah. Awesome. Wow. We'd be really cheap then because we've already got our flights and our tickets. And our hotel. And our hotel rooms. So we yeah. would just do it for the fame and fortune. Oh, wow. All right. Well, that makes it a little bit more compelling for me to pick you up. Let me ask a different kind of question because a lot yeah. of the podcasts out there, we, we're a little different to most. I'm not trying to sell ourselves. I'm really not. But um, – <laughs> We're kind of very honest about stuff. And, you know, if Microsoft seemed to have screwed something up or missed something, mm-hmm. we kind of tell people and, you know, we have a, a we have some feedback on the site. It kind mm-hmm. of is appreciated. Yeah. But uh, I guess you're not just looking for people that want to shout, hey, Microsoft are brilliant all the time. You are looking for transparency and openness in, in this kind of reporting and this kind of process. Well, yeah. I mean, if we asked for anything but honesty or just feel like a mild form of censorship right and we're not really about that um i mean that's always been my approach when it comes to community like there's a bit of give and take i mean of course we love it when you sing our praises but we know when we get things wrong and we'd much rather that you tell us when hey we could have done better so that we continue to do better so um, absolutely transparency and authenticity are all the things that make community trustworthy and that's the other thing too like on the flip side if we were to you know um, force our way to making you say sing our praises all the time then it's not going to be compelling on the other foot too like you're going to lose a lot of listeners and followers because you will just feel like you're in Microsoft's pocket and that's not what we're about either yeah i didn't think it was and i wanted people to be able to hear that so Mm, that's cool yeah that's cool well i have my two applications in i've got one for the podcast and i've got one for a community session i know moraine was thinking of doing a few Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so uh you're gonna certainly get some from us and uh so you need to make sure that we've got a title that's not quite clickbait (laughs) but it's intriguing definitely intriguing and my other recommendation in the abstract is to be clear on your learning outcomes for your attendees. Always yeah, think about that. your attendees first um, and what they seek to gain. Sometimes, and I read every single bit of evaluation feedback, um, and sometimes the thing that comes out is people tell me, I walked out because this was way too junior for me or way too advanced for my um, for, for what I'm looking for. So setting your expectation clearly in in the title and in the abstract in terms of what level of um, knowledge or experience you should have in a particular technology or if it's completely open um, you know where where you're very inclusive of people from across all different um, roles and experiences um, one such session type that um, is is great for that are our unconference sessions and that's part of the call for community champions that opened last week so these are um, structured facilitated 
45-minute sessions where you pick a, a topic. It can be anything from talking about um, how to manage um, your mental health in the workplace to um, how to uh, recruit for gender diversity or how to um, uh, look after and nurture neurodiversity in the workplace. There are so many different topics along with all the technical topics too. Um, uh, one of our MVPs, Sue Hanley, did a great and really popular session last year about how to um, start an independent consultancy if that was what you wanted to do from, from a career standpoint. So lots of different areas, but those topics are super inclusive because we want a range of different experiences, people who have a lot to offer, people who have um, a lot of opportunity to learn because they want to learn about that particular topic. So those are super inclusive. Um, and I think that those abstracts need to be super clear to say, hey, we welcome all people from all walks of life. Yeah, no, I think we, we agree with that, don't we, Maureen? We, we only really want people that like a good smoky whiskey. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same thing. So we could do a 45-minute yeah. session about the differences between Irish whiskey and uh, Scottish whiskey, for example. Yes, and, and what kind of personality that works and whether you'd be really good with teams if you appreciated that wonderful smoky aftertaste and that barbecue <laughs> salt on the back of the yeah. tongue. That would work. I could, I could run a session like that. Would we have to put up with it all day? Drinking whiskey. Oh, I think, man. Steve. I think I we think... need to discuss this further on Saturday. I think we yeah. need to. We, yeah, we, we need to do a deep dive. We need to do a deep dive in in the whiskey. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. The only other, <laughs> the only other caution I have, and this may have been um, your a disadvantage on your part, is that we do have to abide by local liquor laws. Um, yeah, and they close the bars at 2 a.m. Have I mentioned that before in Orlando? No. I think you have mentioned no, that. No. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, we, we do promise you, when uh, just we, we're always telling people to be safe and careful around this stuff, and we only ever have one glass at the end of the podcast. Six before, but only one glass afterwards. <laughs> Makes it go with a swing. All yeah, right, no, well, that's, that's what we do. And I think uh, you've t done a really good job of telling us what you do. So just, just between you and I, Anna, now, what's the worst submission you've ever had or the kind of submission that you read once and couldn't stop laughing for three days? Uh, there are quite a few. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm, not, I'm not trying to pick on anybody. Not, and I wouldn't want you to, but John next door said he sent one in. I was not sure whether you got that one. <laughs> I think the thing that it's kind of like a rookie error is just – making submissions for tracks that to have nothing to do with that track. So I was reading some of the submissions last night for diversity and tech and one of the sessions was about IoT. I'm like, okay. Uh, well, actually, there was one really good IoT submission that was absolutely aligned to diversity. I'm not going to share that with you because I don't want no, to don't. You know, steal that. It might be uh, live. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say too much on that, but there was the the, the – there was one that was like, all right, this has clearly got nothing to do with diversity and tech. So I'm going to move it to the right category. Um, so, but that to me is just signaling, hey, you don't quite understand this track and what it's all about. Um, or nor do you quite understand what Microsoft Ignite is all about. So my recommendation before, even um, as you're starting to craft your tiles and abstract, go and look at all of our past recordings. Like that's a gold mine right there. If you go to the Microsoft Agreed. Tech Company and you go to the events 
um, tab in the navigation, click on Microsoft Ignite, you'll go to My Ignite. And every single breakout and theater was recorded. So take a look at the sessions, uh, listen to the sessions, take note of the titles and abstracts. So thought, oh my gosh, of course I, I can't believe I didn't go to this. Um, and, and ask yourself, why is that title? Why is that abstract compelling? Then you watch their session, see how they deliver it. And if you think they're under par, then like try and understand why that you were slightly disappointed and try and avoid making that mistake. Same applies to really amazing, compelling sessions. Like those, those sessions are like, why do I love it so much? Why was this person so amazing at delivering her session? So you're a personal take too, right? Yeah. No, I was just thinking that I, I remember the one where you brought out Windows Hello first a couple of years back. And mm-hmm. uh, I went to a session on, on how the camera kind of fits together and how it fits in. And I was just thinking how simple it was. Just mm-hmm. 40 minutes. It was a Friday session. So, you know, the Friday sessions are always kind of a bit more lighthearted. Yeah. I was thinking I took a lot away from my own sessions about keeping it simple, keeping it sweet. Yes. And, uh, and, and, you know, so that was good. So, yeah, you're right. You can learn a lot from it. You, you bring up a really good point on conciseness. Um, another piece of feedback I get from the eval is this person tried to pack way too much in his session. It could have like, could have absolutely done 45 minutes. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, gone for two hours. But you don't get two hours. So use the time wisely. If you're given 20 minutes, use the 20 minutes. Think of your beginning, middle, and your end and make it very clear what your learning outcomes are. Same applies for 45 minutes. And it's much better for you. It's much more compelling when we look at the evaluation scores and see that it's high because you were very clear in delivering on those objectives. So, yes, absolutely. And you're not just looking for MVPs. You're not just looking for MCTs. You're not just looking for people with Microsoft qualifications. You're looking for people that can deliver something regardless of their uh, certifications but as long as they've got a lot of good experience i guess um i let's clarify so for theaters it is only exclusive to the mvp rd and mct communities um anyone who's active in those so people who were alumni for any of those um programs um they are not um eligible unfortunately but for all the other opportunities including community reporters podcasts and hosting on conference sessions we're open to everybody brilliant Mm -hmm. that's very clear concise even Thank you. <laughs> You're All right, Moraine. We listen. We've been rocking this for 32 yeah. minutes now so far. I think we need to kind of bring it to an end because I'm fairly sure that uh, somebody's calendar's full for the day, whereas <laughs> ours right. is just coming to an end. But I, I really appreciate the time. Um, I'd love to um, be on your podcast again if ever the opportunity came up. Um, I'm sure I'll have lots more to say. Um, of course, one of the things that may be include Microsoft Ignite the Tour. Um, so if I if there's another episode waiting for me, I would love to chat about the tour with you. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Let's, let's make an appointment now for kind of immediately after Ignite. <laughs> let's sort of get you where you're laying on your back you got a mojito in your hand and going oh god it's over and done with let me tell you how great it was 
Sure, let's do it that way. But I will say the tour is happening fast on the heels of Microsoft Ignite. In fact, the very following week. So I may not even really? have that in space. So you might want to catch me a little bit before that. Ooh. All right. Well, just give us a call. We will call you. Uh, Moren, I guess I've been doing a lot of the talking. About. Anything you'd like to add and finish off with here? Um, oh, I guess that's a no then. No, that's all good. I have to say, we normally do this podcast, Anna, when we're looking at each other, we kind of make the effort to be in the same room. So you can kind of do the eyes and the body language. So doing it distance <laughs> like this is a different dimension. Yeah, true. Sure, sure. Next time, I'm going to just make Steve stop talking and let Moraine take the take the reins on this one. Finally, finally, somebody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, cool. I think that's uh, that's it for now. Um, Anna, thank you so much for uh, being here. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for being your usual uh, happy self. And um, <laughs> yeah, see you guys uh, definitely at Ignite uh, and maybe even sooner. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Brilliant. Thanks Cheers. a lot. Bye. Bye. Well, actually, that was really useful. Indeed. I enjoyed yeah. doing it as well. Yes. Anna, we will welcome you back with open arms, with or without the mojito, <laughs> on any future podcast. <laughs> yes. No, that's cool. I quite like the hint she gave where she said she has one of her colleagues that's into whiskey. Yeah. So maybe we'll, uh, we'll, well get to We'll, we'll make something happen. More. Yeah. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, what was the best bit you think she said? He says dropping you in on it because it was two days ago. Because I've re-listened to it six times <laughs> as I was remixing it now. But uh, well, what I what I really got from that was that whole thing about the community reporting. I think that is an is an awesome uh, thing that you can do to be a community reporter. But it's not for me because I just I'm just there to watch a whole bunch of sessions. Yeah, you're kind of in two minds, aren't you? Because you actually yeah. do want to do the community reporting, but you don't want to kind of throw away the the ignite thing. Yeah, true, true. So it, I guess, it would be super cool to just do that one day or two days, but not not the full five. Because yeah. then you just don't. Well, you you see the whole conference in a different in a different light, but for me, it becomes work. Yes, and it is. But work. it would be fun work. It though. would be fun work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that was community reporting. So what, what, for what's me, your takeaway? Um, for me, there was a there was a couple of things, and as I said, I I remixed it down, so I got to listen to it two or three times. I like the uh, the importance of the abstract, mm. so uh, and not not being exactly clickbait. So I, I've done a lot of stuff <laughs> for for preparing SharePoint Saturdays, and uh, in my area, I realise I have a smaller audience, so I don't get anywhere near in as much as your sort of technical briefs do. But uh, the idea of being concise, I think, is true. So uh, I am going to put in for some sessions at, uh, as part of the on community stuff uh, mm -hmm. and the for the conference. So I will, you know, consider that very much so the title and the abstract, and uh, make sure we get it to the right area. So th that's what I did. I think the best tip was this idea of going to the tech community and listening to some of the sessions that have been successful. Um, yeah, the uh, last year's ignite. Yeah. Um and see what uh, what titles were 
chosen there and also indeed to go to the to the forums and see what kind of questions people ask yeah so that you see where's the need to to do something yeah true so uh seeing as we've done that i think the next thing that we need to do is to actually taste something that has a floral fruity flavor uh, behind it with a nice long lasting malted barley taste and i'm describing what our whiskey is going to be like mm-hmm. this isn't this is actually well over half finished because it's nearly empty you it's actually say, nearly empty yeah say whatever you want but that's nearly <laughs> yeah. it's a it's a whiskey called uh, writer's tears it's an irish whiskey mm-hmm. it's not a pure malt it is malted but it's not a pure malt uh, no we had th- there was this um technical explanation for it uh, what was the name again? It, it is was a, a single pot still. Single pot still. It's a blend of single pot still and malt whiskey. Yeah, so a single pot still, we just had to look that up. We did. In all fairness. Uh, but it apparently is when you have malted and unmalted barley that you actually just throw together and uh, make whiskey off. And the reason why they did that, history-wise... Tax apparently, yeah, you uh, could tax pay less reasons. taxes in the US yeah. and that kind of stuff. But it was more complicated, that wasn't it? Because it was whether or not it gets distilled and then bottled and barreled in the same place, or whether you distill it in one place and then you sell that primary distilled whiskey or move it to a different distillery and then you distill it somewhere else. That would yeah. not be mm-hmm. a single pot still. Yeah. It all gets very complicated, these yeah. old tax laws. And the history, of course, is fascinating. So the answer is that uh, we can't easily describe what a single pot still is because it's quite complex, but it's yeah. about the mix and everything else. But so, it is funny that it is about, that it, it was used to be about tax reasons. Same thing why most whiskey is around 40%. Yes. Because they, they dilute it down with water just because you have to pay tax, tax for every percent of alcohol that's in there. Yes. That's super funny. It's also to do with the, the smaller stills in ireland which mm-hmm. i in my mind produce a, a more uh, uh, not as rich but a sweeter whiskey when they have the smaller stills because you could uh you wouldn't have to pay for it if it was over a certain size you had paid less tax to the english from ireland so All that's right. why i have a lot of those small stills so i'm gonna let you just we talked about this whiskey yesterday about what kind of whiskey it is in terms mm-hmm. of a drinkable one why i just go and pop the top here you pop the hood yes so Ah, uh, the rider steers. Oh, <laughs> it's not a cork. It's a screw cap. Oh, anyway. Um, no, we, we already had a little bit of that yesterday, just as a warming up. Uh, and it is indeed a drinking whiskey. So this is not overly complex. This is not a winter whiskey, a summer whiskey. This is just like after a day of work, you could just have a, have a good whiskey. But it is good. It is good. It's very, it very drinkable. Is. It definitely is. And what we definitely can taste... Uh, so, let's start with the color first. Yes. It's not really golden. It's just yellowish. Yellowish. <laughs> yellowish. It's interesting. I was talking about color yesterday because we... Um, Moraine was staying over at my place last night. It's, it's, uh, we're sort of doing this early-ish morning, lunchtime-ish. Yeah, well, we, we had to uh, taste the number. We, no, we had to select, just like Anna Chu had to do for Ignite, we just have to taste the number of whiskeys so we can 
make a selection for our next podcast. Which is actually bullshit. What happened was that Moraine <laughs> went shopping yesterday into a whiskey shop, so he came back with some new ones. So we just had to crack the bottles. Yeah, and we just we just had to organize a big. So we actually got into party. a number of conversations yesterday about um, uh, malts and ryes and barley whiskies and grain whiskies. Yeah. So that's another conversation to have. So mm-hmm. we he bought a really nice rye whiskey. Well. I was talking about colour, which I was yep. looking at the yep. rye whiskey yesterday, and I was thinking about how kind of it's not entirely insipid, but it doesn't have a a kind of warming dark Glow. amber colour. And yeah. this is a little bit the same. So over the next few months, I'm going to be starting to look at my whiskies and go, well, you know, that's kind of winky a drinking whiskey, you know, one that I would pull up any time, not overly complex, not overly depth, and the the colours tend to be a little lighter. Mm-hmm, but as you mm-hmm. start to get, like the Lagavulin, that wonderful deep 16-year-old and that depth of smokiness tended to be a, a beautiful kind of amber-brown colour, yes. whereas this is a bit lighter. Yeah. So I don't know whether, because certainly this is tasty, so it's yes. nothing to do with taste. So the colour for me, it is uh, it's kind of a yellowy-amber colour. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty, though. It mm-hmm. is pretty. Yeah. And, it, and as I swirl it around my glass, it's not got a lot of, uh, heavy fats or oils in it it's uh, you know but the smell for me in this whiskey is pretty nice yeah and we also uh, talked about uh, the oily part uh, before that we were actually saying like if it's a drinking whiskey would it be because it doesn't have a lot of oil in there possibly possibly could that be the case yeah mm-hmm. possibly but it's called so. writer's tears yeah uh, it's from a copper pot as well, which mm-hmm. is the still is 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 uh, a small uh, copper still. Yeah. Uh, but it is a blend. Yeah. Uh, it, but it doesn't have an H on it. No, it's uh, uh, no. Yeah. It's uh, bourbon. Still bourbon. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. You can you can smell that as well. You can. you can smell that it's not a sherry cask, for example, which used to be uh, which is very popular. Um, so. Too popular at the moment, in my mind. Yeah, because you don't like this. Yeah. So, taste-wise, smelling-wise, what do we get? Oh, I just love the subtle thru- fruits on the on the nose. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, and for me, I mean, having just tasted it, but it's not it's not like tropical fruits or like berries or no, anything. It's, it's apples. More, yeah, apples. Yeah, yeah, pear. Apples and pears. Definitely that level, and uh, it's got a nice long finish, which is. Uh, a kind of, for me, a mixture of caramel and honey. Definitely caramel. Yes, yes, definitely. And and it it does linger on. And it just fades away very gently. And you that, can also feel it go to your <laughs> esophagus. Yes. <laughs> but what I like is the apple flavor comes back on the on the aftertaste. So yeah. you kind of get after that. ten seconds, it yeah. actually comes back. Yeah. So, so I guess so, I so like the roasted, uh, the, no, not roasted apples, but the apples with cinnamon that you put in the oven. Uh, yes, that would be roasted then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So the non-roasted apples that you yeah. put in the oven with cinnamon, but yeah. but yes, you get that taste, and that I guess is where that caramel comes from as you caramelize those. So. Yeah. It is nice. I, well, as I said, I this bottle has been emptying slowly off my shelf because. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is nice. But the yeah, Writer's Tears is definitely an Irish. It's smooth. doesn't need to Very. age well to be smooth. It is no. smoothed out the bottle. No. Um, there was something on the uh, the label that I remember we were reading yesterday that I thought. So, uh, destroyed, uh, dis- 
Sorry. Boo. Distilled entirely of barley in the traditional Irish copper stills. Bursting with flavour and complexity. So, yes. So that's Writer's Tears. Mm. I've just got a little drop to finish off here, which I'll do now. Yeah, it comes across. It it is a very popular whiskey, apparently one I'd not heard of before until I no, it I didn't up the hear about it either. But now that I did, I actually every whiskey shop I visit, I always see a, mm. a number of bottles of these. So yeah. now I've it's, it's it's like when you buy a new car. It so, is. Oh, I'll just buy a new whatever it's gone because new. I've I've never seen anyone uh, driving this one, and suddenly you're driving it in. Everywhere you see are people driving the same car. That's exactly what I did with my Alpha Stelvio. I, mm-hmm. I got it out there first, and I really like it, and now I'm seeing way too many of them. Yeah. But my lease doesn't run out for a long, long time, so I'm going to have to stick with it. But, so the Maserati has to wait. No. Do you know, <laughs> actually, the Maserati SVU, SUV rather is the same model. It's uh, built on the same base. Okay. So they, they do the shared design. Anyway, oh, we're not a car podcast. No, we're not a car podcast. No. We're definitely a whiskey podcast. And I'd, I want to throw in another thoughts on on whiskey. We say in our tagline that you know we're going to taste a whiskey that you know we hope you've never tasted before, mm-hmm. and we pulled some reasonably interesting whiskies forward. But I think this writer's tears, as much as I wanted to taste it on on the podcast, because I think it's a really nice whiskey, mm-hmm. and it's blended for an audience to be general, and it's and it's good. And it's kind of smooth, but I think people are going to fear to find this easier than some of the other ones that we uh, that well, we've tasted in the past. I guess the Lagavulin and the Cardew that we had, or yeah, they're quite popular. they're they're yeah regular. So they're also not not very crazily priced either. No, it's not that we're drinking like three hundred euro uh, bottles of whiskey. No, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone wants to sponsor us... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can buy us a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, definitely. The, there we go. Anyway, yeah. so that was Writer's Tears. Mm-hmm. So I think this uh, this podcast number 17 has been quite interesting. Definitely, Anna yeah. Chu was an awesome guest. Yes. And I think we'll speak to her again uh, at we some should. point around Ignite yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, get a feel for how it's done. Maybe we'll talk, contact her and, uh, and maybe just before Ignite... We'll find out how well the choices went for community report once they announce everything. Yeah. So that we can yeah. ask her why Why they went with those people, for example. Yeah. Or what what was the hardest part? And if she doesn't like choose Office Three Six Five Distilled to be a live podcast at Ignite, we'll find out why. Yeah. Or not. But we, we will still be at Ignite. But let's yeah, hope absolutely. that we can do some live podcasting. Yeah, that would be nice to do yeah. and, uh, and share it with us and see where we go. All right, All right. so that's it. I guess uh, we've reached the end of this for uh, Sunday morning. Uh, it is a Sunday morning we're recording this this time, it not is. of an evening. It's crazy. But, it, but the sun had passed the yard harm. The what now? The sun <laughs> had passed the yard harm. So basically, you know, a yard arm is on the, on a, on the old sailing boats. Uh, yeah. And you were basically not allowed to issue the rum on the boat to the uh, until the sun had passed the yard arm. Uh-huh. So when somebody says, "Oh, is it too early for a whiskey?" Well, the sun has passed the yard arm. I think we're good to go because we actually looked at the time and went, "Well, it's past that, midday." That is cool. That's another piece of English crap that I yeah. just pulled out <laughs> of nowhere. All right, what was it last time? It was uh, oh, uh, taking the Mickey Bliss. 
Yes. 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 There we go. Okay. So this is an Office 365 podcast talking about Ignite, talking about whiskey and old English sayings. And some cars. And some cars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we threw cars okay. in today. All right. So maybe we should rebrand this as a lifestyle podcast. No, let's not do that because <laughs> you'll just want to talk about mushroom powder forever and a day. Again. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. I'm going to let you say goodbye. So it's goodbye from Steve Dolby, Sci-IS on Twitter. If you want to pass any comment, we're always after comments. I think it comments. would be Sci, right? Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. At Sci, Company Steve. Company is Sci-IS. Sci, Steve. At Sci, Steve. Thank you, Maureen. Yeah. And uh, for me as well, at Marijn Somers. Uh, give us a tweet or a holla if you're from the US. Um, and then... Um, yeah, let, let us know what you think. Uh, we'll always uh, enjoy these things. And if you're from Hawaii, we'll expect a hello Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, wicked. Bye-bye. If bye. you're from Germany, we'll get a... Good morning! And, uh, ah, okay, no, go. and okay. if you're from uh, Czech Republic, you would get... A... Okay, we'll leave ah, that okay. one then. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks very much. Hope you enjoy. Bye-bye.